Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Short through the middle, now over to the right. Short shoot, scores! Shore pulled it to the forehand, fired it past the blocker side of Hellebuck, and the Oilers get the first goal here in the shootout. That would be the only goal in the shootout. Devin Shore, the Oilers win on the road, 3-2 over the Winnipeg Jets, an entertaining preseason contest tonight. Some really good showings by some Oilers players this evening. They go to 3-2 and two in the preseason. It's 9-16. Thanks for joining us tonight as we are winding down our doubleheader day here on 6.30. Chad, earlier it was 25-18. The Elks losing to the Montreal Alouettes. 15 consecutive home field losses for the double E. Well, Rob, fun game to watch tonight. A lot of action. A lot of good plays. But I think we got to start with Stuart Skinner. I mean, the Oilers were outshot 15-4 in the first period and got out of it in a 1-1 tie. And then three, I thought, excellent saves by Skinner in overtime to get it into the shootout. He was really good. Uh, he was and, and needed to be. This was a, a Winnipeg lineup that was a little bit stronger if you go by paper and players are going to start the season uh, with the big club uh, than Edmonton and, and he kept them in early and allowed some of their players to gain a little bit of confidence. Uh, the others were shorthanded a lot so he faced a lot of grade A scoring chances while his team was short and he was very good on that. Uh, Stuart Skinner has had an excellent preseason thus far for the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, first goalie for the Oilers this preseason to play the entire game. So he stops 33, and he also turned away all the shots he faced in the shootout. Connor Hellebuck was in goal for the Jets. He stopped 25 out of 27 in regulation and in overtime, and uh, one out of the two in the shootout. Well, Holloway didn't get a shot away, but the goalie gets uh, credit for stopping a shootout attempt for those. Yeah, it was a pretty good game. Uh, I mean, the Jets got a power play goal. Um, sorry, Tyler Benson scored first, and he was involved tonight. Then they got a goal on a two-man advantage from Cole Perfetti in the third period. So the Jets had a power play with about 12 minutes left. Uh, with 11.44 left, Dubois scored, and I have to stand corrected here because, and I even, we talked about it earlier, I posted it on, on Twitter when there was a situation in an earlier game where you can't challenge anything in the preseason, and I even checked with somebody a few games ago saying you can't review anything right and that person who's someone i trust and is connected uh to people in the league office said no no video review well you can, there was video, <laughs> video review I, I, I don't know if anybody's gonna <laughs> be too concerned about whether there is or not but it helped the oilers tonight they successfully challenged for offside 
But then on the same power play, the Jets scored anyway. Uh, Perfetti scored again, and then the Oilers came back on a two-man advantage with Demers pounding in a shot uh, after a pass from Holloway. Broberg also involved in that play. So that's how we got into uh, into overtime. The Oilers one for five on the power play. The Jets were two for six. Yeah, so a really good game from Skinner, and I want to talk about a few other players, and we'll start with Dylan Holloway, who, again, I thought... Uh, did very well. You noticed him once again. Uh, you noticed him. He, he creates things with his speed. Uh, he makes plays with his hockey sense. He's very talented. He's got no fear. He drives the net. Uh, we saw him excel on the penalty kill, created a breakaway for himself. Uh, he excelled on the power play where he set up the power play goal with a beautiful cross-ice pass for an open net for Demers. And he was good five on five. Uh, the very first game that Holloway played in preseason, he was by far the best player on the ice. And then again tonight, too, he, he was excellent. Uh, he's making a case for uh, not only to be here on opening night, to, but to be here and garner minutes on opening night because he has outplayed a lot of the players that are right, uh, that are above him in the pecking order for the Edmonton Oilers. He's outplayed them in the preseason. Well, the one thing I've noticed about Holloway and... Of course, he's at the beginning of his journey, mm -hmm. and you yep. know there's going to be there's going to be ups and downs. But he, he's showing very well so far. But when I watch him, I think to myself, he makes NHL plays. Mm -hmm. You talked about driving the net. A couple of the passes that he makes, uh, getting down low, protecting the puck. I, I mean, of course, he's young. There's going to be mistakes, and there's going to be learning, but. Um, I, I think if you were to plop somebody down that hadn't seen an NHL game in 20 years, he might say, oh, that's probably like a 24-year-old guy who's, uh, you know, really getting established now in, in the NHL. It, of course, it'll be a totally different game when he gets into mm -hmm. the regular season, but he, but he looks like he sort of um, belongs with NHLers. Like he doesn't overwhelm or he's not like fumbling the puck or making rushed plays, things like that. Well, it, it because he's got a full package uh, when it comes to skill and, and brains when in the game of hockey you'll see some guys that come up from the minors with have a ton of speed but when it gets to you know real-time hockey their speed doesn't overcome the fact they they lack uh, on ice vision so they really fast but they never put themselves in the right position you'll see some guys that are great minor league players or great junior players that understand the game and see the game so well but their talent's limited they're not maybe they're not fast when you go up to the national hockey league level you may be able to think the game but your feet don't allow you to get into the right spot dylan holloway can do both he's got the skill set he's got the speed he's got nhl speed and that is just god given but he also understands the game he reads the plays and uh, on the specialty teams that's where you usually put guys that can understand the game because there's a lot of thinking when you're either penalty killing on the power play the penalty kill he read the play he knew where the puck was going and created a breakaway for himself on the power play uh, i mean he, the spot that he played on the pp on the five on three it's already taken that's either connor or leon's spot but we saw when he was out there that he's able to create plays and he gave demers a wide open net with absolutely no chance for hellebuck in there because he he he, he had the defenseman buy-in he had the goalie buy-in that he was going to shoot Instead, they all look at him, he throws it across. So he just sees the game so well. And to, for going to your point where he looks like an NHL player, it's because he thinks 
like an NHL player and has the skill set that allows him to to use uh, his on-ice vision to make plays and have them be successful. Well, and that was a nice power play goal. Now, of course, it's a it's a five-on-three, yep. so you have room to move the puck. But I thought Broberg made a good play. Then they showed a good slow-motion replay. Broberg has the puck at the high point, and he's looking straight ahead. Mm -hmm. he, he's looking at the goaltender. He's got Demers to his left, and he's got Holloway to his right and without moving his head he, he's probably looking right at Hellbuck's mask I could imagine and he feeds it over to uh, to Holloway who then sends the quick pass across the, the triangle to Demers well, for one timer. It's like in poker when someone has a tell it's like okay I can looking at the guy he's blinking he obviously has a pair so you already know what's going on in his mind well if, if you start glancing if you're the top guy and you're glancing one way or the other allows the goalie to cheat allows the forward to get a stick in a lane and allows the defenseman to start rushing out and taking away time and space but he didn't give he didn't have a tell he just he waited to the last moment he froze everyone then moved the puck that allows Holloway more time and that makes the defender the goalie and the low defender all have to rush and as soon as they rush now you've got space and that's where Holloway used the space across so it was a nice play and uh, the others, it's funny, um, Broberg's not going to be on the power play up here, Demers will never be on the power play up here, and Holloway's going to probably be in a different spot. They played it like they were veterans out there. Is That was a really pretty goal. In a game that uh, had, there was a number of top-end talent out of the, the lineup, there was two really pretty five-on-three on three goals that were scored in this game by either team, by players, that aren't going to be there in that position when the NHL season starts. Yeah, the, the power play did a good job. Yep. Uh, you know, yes, he was uh, out there. You saw Shore out there. Yeah, uh, Shore bit. had a good game. Shore, Shore, Shore did game. have a good game. Yep. And he joked after the power play didn't score in, in Seattle that, uh, <laughs> well, don't worry about that too much. But they, they moved the puck pretty well. I mean, this was, I thought it was a pretty good game overall. I thought a lot of uh, Jets players played well. Perfetti's someone to keep an eye on. Cole Perfetti for the Jets. Um, he's going to turn, he's 20, he's going to turn 21 on January 1st. He was 10th overall in 2020, same year Holloway was taken 14th. In, in junior in 1920 with Saginaw, he had 111 points in 61 games. Those are almost Rob Brown numbers. <laughs> uh, he's, he, he's much faster than I was. And, and he, uh, he got a couple of goals. Um, he's skilled. You know, in front, skilled. Uh, mm -hmm. so, but he was in the right places to score. So he's the guy to watch for the Jets. Okay, back to Winnipeg. Here's head coach Jay Woodcroft. Just give us your thoughts on the game tonight, just overall. Yeah, I thought um, we hung in there in the first period. Um, you know, they had the bulk of the play in that period, but we hung in, found a way to score the first goal of the game. And, and as the game wore on, we got more and more competitive and, and found a way to win a road game in a tough building versus a tough lineup tonight. So it's a credit to everybody who was dressed. Took a lot of hard work, and obviously it took all 65 minutes and then some. What do you think changed for your team between the first and second period in order to, to turn a tide? Yeah, I think for me, you know, when you're traveling the day of the game, sometimes you got to get the, what, in the minors they call it the bus legs, but up here it's the plane legs, right? And um, But it just allowed us to kind of work our way into the game, everybody to get involved. You know, we looked up at the shot clock and talked about it in between periods. Some of them were floaters from the other blue line, you know, where... You know, it, it is a shot on net, but it wasn't chances again. So we were comfortable with that. We wanted to clean up a few of the penalties that we took. Unfortunately, we continued to take them as the game wore on. It uh, stressed our penalty kill. And But, you know, at the end of everything, you look up the chances against that we gave up 5-on-5 five five or the goals against that we gave up 
five on five, which were none today. Uh, I think that's a positive sign as we move forward. And in the end, the will of the group found a way to get a road win. And your goalie had no jets legs. Yeah, yeah, or, you know, I've had the good fortune of seeing Stewart since he first came into pro hockey, so I've seen his maturation. Um, he wants to continue to have a real good training camp because he knows it's an important year for himself and for our team. Uh, I think he's ready for the opportunity. And obviously, he played a great game tonight and gave us the chance to win. Made, you know, numerous big saves, and uh, in the end, we found a way to get one more save than the other team. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Okay, that's Jay Woodcroft after the Oilers beat the Winnipeg Jets 3-2 tonight. And, uh, yeah, I'm talking about Perfetti. I think he's going to be a good one for uh, for the Jets. He got into 18 games with them last year, got two goals and seven points, played uh, with the Manitoba Moose as well. And, and I thought that was uh, – I thought that was – now, yesterday I thought – I thought Pugliarvi played a little better than you thought he played. I certainly mm. thought he was better than Sunday. Well, yeah, but that was a very low bar. Fair enough. He was not very good Sunday. But I, I thought this was uh, good for him. But I mean, he made a good body check in yeah. three-on-three that could have turned <laughs> into an, uh, a breakaway for the Oilers if they'd got a little better roll with where the puck went. Yeah, it was his strongest game of the preseason and, and one that he needed because, as we've said, Holloway's been excellent. And Holloway, uh, he may start as a bottom six player, but it's going to be a very short stint there when he plays there because his talent is just so high. He's, his speed is so good. Uh, he's going to be a top six player on this team, and uh, that's where Yessie wants to play. So Holloway's pushing him. So Yessie needed a good game, and he got one tonight. Now what Yessie needs to do is do it back-to-back. And then once he does that, then he needs to add a third one. Uh, he's fighting for a spot in the top six. And I tell you, there's uh, in, in the National Hockey League, there's not many teams that out there that can say, okay, if you're in the top six, you're either going to play with the best player in the world or you're going to play with the second best player in the world. Yep. So it's a very special spot to have. So it's important that, yes, he puts together another big effort so that he on opening night he can start with either Connor or Leon. Okay, so the Oilers win it 3-2. Quickly checking the other town scoreboard for Edmonton Trailer. Looking for parts, service, rentals, or new and used semi-trailers, head to edmontontrailer.com. The Edmonton Oil Kings in action tonight. Tough one so far. They trailed the PA Raiders 5-1 with 13 and a half minutes left in the third. At Claire Drake Arena, the Golden Bears 6-2 winners over Mount Royal. So they sweep that home and home to start the Canada West regular season. The Edmonton Elks uh, losing once again 25-18 to Montreal, a 100-yard interception return off a batted ball, providing the winning points for Montreal in that game. The Stampeders crushed the Argos 29-2 the final in that one, and the Blue Jays get a big 10-0 win over the Boston Red Sox. Okay, you can chime in tonight, 780-496-0063. We'll also have more post-game reaction coming up, but first we've got to pause for the news and weather. This is Hartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Lambert, long pass to Lowry, now in front of the net to Schmidt. Oh, and a save made by Skinner. Nate Schmidt sent in all alone. And Skinner makes a save and holds on with a minute 55 to go in overtime. And Stewart Skinner holding the fort here in OT. Yeah, he was exceptional. Three big saves in overtime. That one, Nate Schmidt in behind the defense. And Skinner backstopping the Edmonton Oilers to a 3-2 shootout win over the Winnipeg Jets in the 
preseason. That is your save of the game for Crystal Glass. Call 310-GLASS or visit crystalglass.ca. So the Oilers 3-2 and two in the preseason. They're going to host Vancouver on Monday. They'll go to Vancouver at, right after the game. They'll have to do some team building on Tuesday, and then they'll play the Canucks in Vancouver on Wednesday, back home to round out the preseason on Friday against Seattle. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We have Sir Robert standing by. Hey, Sir Robert, go ahead. Uh, hey, Reed. Hey, Rob. How you guys doing? Good. Well, I mean, tonight's game, I only watched the third period, but uh, but I mean, uh, but I mean, I guess I'll say this from. Uh, uh, from the part of the game that I did see, I liked, I mean, there's uh, probably three or four names that I liked what I saw from. I liked, I, I liked Holloway, obviously. I mean, his, his speed is just, his, uh, I mean, I mean, like he's not, I wouldn't call him McDavid fast, but I mean, he's, he certainly, he's, he's certainly got speed and, I mean Hamlin. I think uh, I think he's making a case to. I mean, uh, at some point, be in the NHL. Maybe not. Maybe not this year. Uh, Broberg. I thought. I thought he looked okay. Niemalainen. I mean, I thought he was also just okay from what I saw. And Skinner. I mean. I mean Skinner. He's taken a. He's taken a huge step, and uh, you know, and I think he's. Uh, I think personally. I mean, maybe it's too early for predictions here, but I think maybe maybe Skinner maybe Skinner plays around 25, 30 games, give or take, depending on how things go with Campbell. Well, Skinner was excellent. I, I mean, if you go with uh, and thanks, Robert. It's good to hear for you. I think that's your your first call of the new season here, so it's good to have you on board. If you go by your starter, would start two thirds of the game. I mean, that's. Well, it's 55 and a half, which is you can't start half a game. But you know what I'm saying? It's it's about 55, 56 to, you know, 26, 27 for starts. So I don't think it's unreasonable Skinner will be between 25 and 30 starts. No, that's what they hope for, for the Oilers. And the way he's played, what we saw last year, what we've seen in the preseason, you feel comfortable if that's what he gets. Obviously, injury comes into play. And, and then sometimes maybe uh, if a goalie's struggling or one's getting hot, you play a little more, one plays a little less. So I think that I don't think you're going into the season with a prediction of what they're going to play you just want to go into the season with both goalies playing well and thus far in the preseason every goaltender that has played for the Edmonton Oilers has been excellent yeah that's a good point there haven't been really any goals where you're saying oh man or, or nights when we were saying oh well he looked shaky you're not sure if he was really dialed in and we've had those nights here in Edmonton with yeah. other goaltenders in the past so uh, the the strength of the Oilers in the preseason has been goaltending so uh, hopefully that carries over in the final preseason games and then on to the regular season. Okay, Tyler Benson gets a goal. Yep. Gets a penalty. Mm -hmm. Probably a lot of Jets fans <laughs> thought he should have got five minutes, not two. I think I was comfortable with that call, though it's definitely oh, yeah. it was a, penalty. Uh, a hit from behind. Yep. But, uh, you know, he's becoming a little bit of a... A little bit of a pest. Um, I think a couple of Jets wanted to try to smack him a few times tonight. Well, you know what? The goal is a great confidence boost for for, for him, and, and he's going to feel good about it. But he's not making the team based on offense. He's making the team if he gets pucks in deep, if he's physical on the forecheck, if he finishes his checks, if he gets pucks out in his own zone, if he blocks shots. Those are the ways he's going to make the, the team because he's not going to be on your power play. He's not playing in your top six. He has to be an energy player, and he understands that. 
there's and I've played with a lot of players read over the course of my career that they weren't quite good enough to be top six they had an opportunity to play in the bottom six but they wouldn't accept that role they felt they deserved more and eventually forced their way out and went to another team and usually within a season or two were out of the National Hockey League because they wouldn't accept their role and we've seen players in the past and Andrew Cogliano first round draft pick here thought he was an offensive player eventually found uh, his spot as a third line player in the National Hockey League and played forever so Tyson Benson is still uh, to me a long shot to be in the opening night roster but he's certainly making his case to be one of those guys that's either your 12th or 13th forward with the way he plays, because he plays different than just about any other player the Oilers have in their bottom six. Oilers win 3-2 in a shootout. Other NHL action tonight in the third. The Kraken lead the Canucks 3-0. Hurricanes over the Panthers 4-3. Boston shuts out Philly 4-0. The Sabres win at home 3-1 against the Penguins. Senators get by the Canadians 5-4 in overtime. Alex Debrinkat scored twice, including the winner on a power play. 59 seconds into OT. Blue Jackets beat the Capitals 2-1. Dallas gets a 5-2 win in St. Louis. And Detroit shuts out Chicago 3-0. That is your look around the National Hockey League. Okay, 780-496-0063 is how you can get in touch. We'll have more post-game reaction from the Oilers' room as well. This is Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Oilers to make a quick change. Perfetti. Out of Hainala, and he will get stripped a bit by Vertanen. Puck goes to Benson on the left wing, goes to the net. Shoot, scores! Tyler Benson came down the glove on Hellebuck and it's one nothing Edmonton all right that was Benson's goal at 14:54 of the first period the Oilers go on to beat the Jets 3-2 in a shootout whenever the Oilers score five or more in the regular season the Japanese village goal light is back Japanese village Edmonton's favorite Japanese steakhouse reserve your party today at jvedmonton.ca you'll be able to go to 630ched.com and print up a coupon for a free appetizer Bit of a, a situation there, Rob, in the third period. So uh, Luke Esposito, who again I thought had a had a decent game for the Oilers, drives the net. Mm-hmm. Had two Jets with him. He, he was shoving a bit at the one guy, and and Wheeler went down, and uh, then Esposito went down, and Wheeler was not happy, and they got, they got into a fight. Um, Espos- Esposito got the extra penalty out of it, um, and also. It was kind of a odd situation because was it uh, one of the Jets came in there to try to grab, and then another Oiler came in, and you were like, "Are they going to be third man in?" Like, what? Well, there's third man in, in. There's fourth, fourth man. Fourth. Like, fifth, they, didn't, yes. they didn't assess all that because there weren't actually any secondary fights, but they were sort of fighting, and the linesmen were trying to separate them. At the same time, they had teammates trying to come in there and pull at them and say, "Oh, I want to fight you instead." Well, there was a lot of players that didn't want to be into a fight. They were involved in a fight at that moment. Um, and it was funny because we came back from commercial break and all of a sudden the Jets were on a power play. Okay, what happened there? How did that work out? Uh, but uh, I thought, again, Esposito had a strong night. Uh, he's not a player that you're going to see on the Edmonton Eskimos, but he's a player that through his play in preseason has earned himself 
extra games. I don't think there was any thought when he came to camp that he would play in four exhibition games. He's not signed to an NHL contract, yet he's earned those spots with his strong play. And again, he had a very good game again tonight. All right. Devin Shore was also solid tonight. Let's hear from him. Thoughts on your shootout goal and what you saw there and what your thought process was? I think uh, for any of us, you have a couple of you know tendencies or go-tos, I guess, like uh, that you kind of do, do in practice. And um, yeah, like when the ice gets bad, try not to stick handle it too much and saw a low blocker there. Uh, and maybe just talk a little bit about the performance of your goaltender tonight, 33 or 35 shots, including the shootout, uh, all three shots, and kind of helping backstop you guys to the win tonight. Yeah, he, Stu was awesome tonight. Um, the guys in front of him uh, competed our butts off, uh, but he, he definitely stole us uh, stole us the win. He was our best player, and uh, you're going to need that from time to time, especially on the road, so really happy for him. The Jets got out to a bit of a quick start, really had a shot advantage, but moving on through the second and third period, you guys found a way to, to fight back. Maybe talk a little bit about what you guys did in order to narrow that shot advantage and keep the game close. I think just sticking with it. Um, you know, in the preseason, uh, we've, we've alluded to it before, but you're, you're trying to establish your identity, uh, both as an individual and as a team. So you look up at the shot clock and it might not look great, but um, for the guys that were here today, like we, we wanted to, we had a job to do and we wanted to kind of keep battling and, and, and grease one out and, and uh, we, we got a few bounces and, and Stu is great. So yeah, it's nice to get the win. As the veteran on these like more rookie-laden road games, where do you find your role to be? Like, do you feel like a bit more of a, a locker room leader when it comes to these road trips? Maybe a bit, just because you're you're a little older compared to like you look around the room and, and some of these games and the average age is a lot younger. So um, maybe a little bit. You've, some of us have been around a little longer, but other than that, you're just sticking to what works. I I gotta worry about my own game too and make sure that's that's in a good spot. So just yeah, just being positive and working hard. And where have you thought your game has been so far in this preseason? Good, good. I feel good out there. Um, yeah, competing. I, I like uh, the way our line's been, and and uh, it's, it's just you're continuously trying to to trend upwards, so you're you're ready at the at the right moment. But no, it feels good out there. All right, that is Devin Shore who got the deciding goal in the shootout. Oilers take it 3-2 over the Jets. Okay, Rob, three games left. I, I would expect, I'm just checking if there's anything coming out tonight. I, I would expect some roster reductions tomorrow. Um, now, some of the players we've praised tonight still might be going to Bakersfield yep. tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I mean, does Benson get another game? Uh, McKeg pr is probably going. Does Esposito even get another game? I, I would or do you say good work and maybe we'll see you later? Right now you're down to, we have three exhibition games left. Is yep. that correct? Uh, I would imagine that the Oilers would like to ice their number one lineup, two of those three games for sure. Um, I, they, I think they will get down to a number that they can practice with is one group right. for the final week here. Uh, no use keeping guys around if they have no chance of playing here. Uh, this is a, f we've, and you and I have talked about it, there's been times in preseason that players have made the team because they've had to. Right. Uh, this year, there'll be players that will be sent to the minors or placed on waivers that deserve to be here, but numbers and salary cap is not allowing them. There's going to be good hockey players not making this team, guys that have had good pre-seasons that aren't going to make this team, and that's good. It, it sucks for those players, but that's good for the organization because this team is deeper than it's ever been, and if you want to be a, a championship team, you have to be deep because 
injuries happen. You have to have players that are capable of stepping up and not allowing your team to uh, miss a beat. And this other team is starting to get to that spot. Well, and you mentioned about having an appropriate number of players for one practice. Mm -hmm. as the, Through the first week and a half here of training camp, there are two sessions. Yep. Sometimes they'll go, okay, one group's at 10.30, the next group is at noon. And at the beginning of camp, there's enough for two full teams and even, you know, 14 forwards and eight defensemen. So it gets pared down, and now they've still been doing two groups. Sometimes they've been doing them simultaneously. So Woody will w run one practice on one rink, Rogers Place, and, you know, Manson or one of the other coaches will run the other practice at the downtown community arena. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow, the uh, Oilers' schedule is practice 12 to 1 at the downtown community arena. Now, also, they can't use Rogers Place because it's a basketball arena tomorrow. Yes. Uh, but, you know, I wonder if we're going to get the notification tomorrow morning. These guys are sound of big. And then, 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 down, then maybe they're down to like five lines, right? Or yeah. 16 forwards. And, or and you wanted something manageable. You want everyone on the ice at the same time because now you're getting into there's an evaluation part of training camp and preseason. And then there's a teaching part. Right. So this is where, okay, here's, let's get our forecheck going. Let's get our line combinations going. Let's work on the power play. Let's work on the penalty kill. Now, there's a lot of the players are from last year and know these things, most of them, but there are new players that are going to be here. So you're going to want to get them up to speed. So now it's the teaching part and preparing for the start of the season. And it's hard to do that if you've got two different groups going. So you want to get down to the right, uh, the right numbers. Uh, there will be a few extra at both at different positions because there are still some battles. But uh, there are some players that have had ample opportunity, and I think there will be some cuts. And you also have got a couple of guys that don't have contracts here. And okay, so here's the question. Do you keep Vertan and Beyond today? No. Even though he probably made his best, well, he did make his best play on the forecheck that set up the Benson goal, even though he didn't get a point. But it's, if you go through, if, you, if I was to say, how many, would Vertanen play three games or four? He played four. Four games. If Give me his five best plays that he had. Yeah, I'd struggle to get well, to five. Uh, you'd have one. I'd have struggled to get to three. Yeah, so he, he, hasn't, he hasn't outplayed Benson. He hasn't outplayed uh, Malone. He hasn't outplayed, and I can go down the list. And these are guys that are out. He hasn't outplayed Esposito who is a minor league contract. So he hasn't outplayed those guys, and these guys have history with the organization, history with the coach. So it's hard for me to say, okay, you know what? I really like what you've done, Benson, but this guy who hasn't outplayed you, I'm going to give him a... So no, Vertanen to me is, uh, this was his last opportunity. But you keep Holloway for at least another game. I, I, Holloway might make some opening night roster. Right. Like, I mean, especially because of the caps. Well, if you're going to go in all honesty, if if you had to make a choice right now, who's in your on your second line with Leon and uh, Hyman? Is it Holloway or Perry? Well, I'd like to see Holloway there in a game. I would like to see so Holloway, and I've said that before, and I asked Woody about that in the preseason, and he said yes. So hope, I mean, I hope Monday home against Vancouver, well, what, we what, see him there. And what I like about this coach is now I don't know if I haven't talked to them, and I have no idea if they're going to do it. But if Holloway does get this chance. On, in the top six, he's had to earn it. And that's what I respect as, as a former player, is a coach saying, okay, this guy's coming in, there's all of this talk about him, we gotta put him on the first or second line right away. No, that's not how it works, he's gotta earn his spot. He's gotta come in here, he's gonna play with fourth line guys, he's gonna play with minor league guys, and he's gotta prove that he deserves that shot, and he has. Every game he has gotten better. So yeah, I'd love to see him up there. So to me, Holloway is still in the mix of starting here on opening night, so yeah, he's not going anywhere. All right, and would you keep Nima Leinen up for the time being? Yep, because uh, I think you're going to have eight so defensemen. You, so you'd go to 8D for now? For now, I mean, would you're you still. Would you release Damaris from the PTO? 
I might keep I might keep him around uh, just for another game or so. I don't know if he's done enough. The thing is, in the next three days or four games, three games, if someone gets hurt, it'd really be nice to have Demers here on the back right. end as a safety valve. But he, uh, he's he been fine, but he, he hasn't outplayed Murray. And you're not going to put, well, I don't know if you're going to put him ahead of Broberg or Niemelainen. So he'd be, I think he'd be your ninth defenseman then. All right. Oilers win in a shootout 3-2 over the Jets. Stuart Skinner was great. You'll hear from him when we get back to Hartlett Ford Overtime Open Line. Oilers hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Here's Schmidt with it for the Jets. They get first possession. Over to Lambert. Brings the puck into the Oiler end. Little button hook towards the right wing boards. Brings it across the middle. Wow. Now a couple of moves. He'll go right to the net. The save made by Skinner. Oh, that was some shifty play by Lambert. Really good game by Stuart Skinner. 33 saves in regulation and overtime. Turned aside all three shots that came at him in the shootout. Oilers win 3-2 over the Jets. Here's Skinner. Give me just some thoughts on your performance tonight. Yeah, I, I thought I uh, thought I played well. I uh, thought uh, the whole team played well. I thought we got into the penalty kill quite a few times tonight, and we did a really, really great job blocking shots, getting the puck out uh, out of our end. And uh, I think we all the guys just played really hard tonight, and I'm really proud of the group. Preseason hockey can be sometimes maybe scrambly, but it seemed like you were tracking the puck really well tonight. Was that something that maybe you noticed in your game, or is it something that you've been working on heading into training camp? I mean, we're always trying to find the puck here and there. I mean, obviously for a goalie, it's one, probably one of the most important things to do. Um, but yeah, I mean, Winnipeg, they're a big team. Uh, a lot of big guys in front of me, and they definitely made it hard, uh, hard on all of us. Um, but yeah, I thought we... Uh, I'm just uh, really happy that we found a way to get the win tonight. How important is it for you to have played that well in the preseason? Yeah, I think it's huge. Uh, obviously, it's the first 60-minute game I got to play too, so I think that's big. Uh, just coming into regular season and feeling good and making sure that your, you know, your body feels well playing, uh, playing especially going into a shootout yeah, as well. Uh, actually, 65 plus. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. 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 And you stole them in the shootout. Just, uh, yeah. Is the key to that? Uh, I mean, yeah. I thought uh, the first one. I thought I caught an edge pretty quick, and I thought that was. Uh, Nice feeling for me because I've been working on my skating this summer. And um, besides that, I think Dubois missed the net, and um, he got he got, caught a really good shot off. But it's a good thing he missed that. <laughs> Were you expecting to play the full 60 or 65 in this case? Yeah, yeah, I was. We uh, the guys told me before the game. So your first period, you stopped about 20 plus shots, and then the guys kind of really seemed to pick up their game and give you the boost. Uh, what did you what can you say about that first period where you kind of helped keep the team in it? Yeah, I thought it was uh, it was a good start. Obviously, Winnipeg came out hard. Uh, I thought we did a great job defensively. Um, and like I said, again, we went on the PK quite a few times. I know we got scored on the five on three, but I was feeling really good on the PK just for us as a group. And um, yeah, like I said, just proud of the guys. All right, that's Stuart Skinner. Oilers beat the Jets 3-2 in a shootout. Next up, home game to the Canucks. That'll be on Monday, 5.30 face-off show here on 6.30, Chet. And the puck will drop at 7. Big thanks to Angie Quinnell, our studio producer this evening. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks for listening to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line.